Smarties, today we talk about executive functioning skills expectations. We talk at the beginning of this episode about how we actually struggled with how to talk about this idea of developmentally appropriate expectations when it comes to executive functioning skills. We talk about how comparison impacts adult expectations, the importance of building independence incrementally, how masking works, and the importance of recalibrating expectations. If you or your learner are struggling with executive functioning skills, sign up for a phone call. My practice is CAP Educational Therapy Group. Our website is www.capedtherapy.com. That's CAP with a K and two Ps. And we specialize in learners with executive functioning skills challenges. And Steph's practice does all the things. Her website is www.myedtherapist.com. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 283 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. Today, that felt like it rolled off my tongue, like I'm back in it. Oh, good. I don't feel like I'm stumbling over my words while we're podcasting again. Fantastic. It took me a hot second. We need some practice. We need our brains to warm to the idea. I didn't have to read what I was saying. Good, it's back. So, Steph, did you watch Below Deck last night? I watched, there's been three episodes, right? Yes, that sounds right, because they usually do two episodes for every charter. Yeah. Yeah, so this is episode three of Med. Yes. Did you remember the Chief Stew? I didn't remember the woman who is the Chief Stew. But then when I saw the flashback, I thought, oh, now I remember her. Exactly. That was number one. But number two, the woman who was being the temporary Chief Stew, I thought I confused her with the woman who actually was the Chief Stew in the previous season. Yeah, because it was Natalia and Natasha. And they looked alike. Yeah, they look alike, sound alike, have similar names. Yeah. So I was very confused about the whole thing. The thing that really was fascinating was the guy that faked his documents. That was wild. So that was an earlier episode. And I liked how Captain Sandy, and we do refer to her as Captain Sandy with the respect that she deserves. Absolutely. I love her. Yeah. I like how she was like, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. Because she knows what's up. Yeah, for sure. What I love about the fact that we're talking about Below Deck is that if this is the first episode that somebody's listened to of the podcast, they're like, what is happening? We are going to dig into the executive functioning. In fact, let's go right into that. Steph, this is an episode that you very much wanted to do. So can you share a little bit about why? So one of the things that drives some of our podcast episodes are trends that we're seeing in our practice or when we're having phone calls with parents, things like that. One of the things, one of the trends that I keep hearing about is age appropriate and developmentally appropriate executive functioning skills. Mm -hmm. It keeps coming up in every single call about what is appropriate and what isn't and managing expectations. Yep. And so the reason I wanted to do this episode is just to make it a little bit more clear when we're talking about executive functioning skills, what we really mean for each developmental stage and knowing that a learner with ADHD is 
typically two to three years behind where you think they should be. And I mention that almost every single phone call I have with a parent. And I thought, oh, our listeners need a reminder too. It's very true. I'll be honest about what I have struggled with in this episode. Sometimes we have to tangle with these things. And sometimes we can have like conflict too, but we, you know, talk it out and usually for the greater good. But I struggle with giving any sort of expectation of what kids, quote unquote, should be doing. Right. Because they're not. The reason the parent is calling is they're not. And so we can talk through what maybe a typical learner would be doing at certain ages, right? There's two parts to this. Okay. The part being, number one, where the parents feel like the learner should be, and they're not, and that's why they're calling. But also not knowing what is appropriate for even a neurotypical kid, maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of time we talk about executive functioning skills, and we've had parents call that are in lower elementary school saying, my child's executive functioning skills are struggling and whatnot. I had that call this morning. Yes, that absolutely could be a thing and probably is. But what are we expecting? Right. So let's make sure that the executive functioning is on par with what developmentally would be appropriate. That they are not going to have one binder having all the tabs and knowing where all the things go. That is not appropriate for a third grader. Correct. But I think that we need to break that down. That's where I'm coming from with this episode. That doing more than 20 minutes of homework for a lower elementary school student is not appropriate. So if it's taking longer than that, that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about executive functioning skills for a younger student, it's not going to be the same as when we're talking about a middle schooler or a high schooler or college kid. But part of that also isn't because of executive functioning skills per se. Part of that is because like an elementary school student is not traveling, for example. Right. Between classes, you mean? Right. Right. But also, could they do it even if they were? No. No. The reason we don't have them do it is because it's not appropriate for them. Right. And so that's sort of where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place of let's remind ourselves what we're expecting of our students. And also, I'm not a parent, but I know that this happens. When you have two or more children, let's say, and the older one is doing something, it's very hard to remember that the younger one, even though they might be fast in some areas because they have an older sibling, are still developmentally where they're at and they might not be able to do some of the things that you think that they might be able to do. So I'm talking about getting homework out and starting it. Yeah, you might have a third grader who can do that and a second grader who can't. You know, and so if we're talking about middle schoolers too, Mm -hmm. we have to remember that they're more like elementary school. Right. Even though we're asking them to be middle school level executive functioning. And for high schoolers, they're more middle school level. Yeah. And we're asking them to be high school. So I think this is more just like a conversation of recalibrating where we think that they should be is not necessarily where they're at. You know, we can't should, right? That's why I struggled with this episode. We're not developing our own list of what 
quote unquote, they should do when Mm -mm. because parents don't need another list. No, definitely not. You can Google that and you can be like, well, my kid's not doing this. My kid's doing this. My kid's not doing this, but their older sibling do this. But forget about all this list. They're doing amazing things over here that doesn't even make it on the list, Mm -hmm. which leads parents to think they should be able to do more things, right? There is a lot that learners can mask through intelligence and creativity and coming up with solutions that are very outside the box, not typically what a parent thought of when they did it in their own mind and estimation, right? And so Mm -hmm. because learners don't develop the same skill and the same pace Mm -hmm. as others, whether it's the parent, the sibling, peers at school, we have to keep that in mind when we are talking about what is appropriate. Because what is appropriate for one seventh grader is incremental growth. Mm -hmm. And it might not be the same type of growth as another seventh grader. It's true. And I sort of want to put out there things like students who have trouble doing multi-step directions. They might struggle in some areas, but if you give them one thing, they might be just fine. But they also might be super responsible. So they could be really good with money. They could have their own jobs or want to babysit or things like that. But if you tell them to do three or more things, you know, just verbally, Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to do them. So I want to just take a moment to sit there and think about how, since it's not linear, is there something that you're expecting your learner to be able to do in the classroom or at home that they're just not there yet? And even though they can do it in all these other arenas, maybe they can't do it in this one area and that's okay. And we can work on that and we can build on their strengths from other arenas, as you said, mm-hmm. to increase that one singular goal that you may have for them. And also remembering, we've said this time and time again, you can't wa- work on all the things all at once. Mm-mm. So pick one thing and focus on that. And what's the most important thing? What's the thing that is hindering everything else? That's where you need to start. So I think if you are starting a conversation with my child should, this is the episode for you. Yep. What do you tell parents on the phone when you're talking to them? Really asking about what they think they should be doing and what could be hindering it. Let's just give an example. They should be able to turn their homework in. Well, as you know, that if you've been a longtime listener to the podcast, there's so many steps that have to happen before turning their homework in. So if we're thinking about that and all the different steps, making sure they write it down, making sure they understand the assignment, making sure they do the assignment, making sure that they put it back so they can turn it in, making sure they actually turn it in, all those different steps. So if you are having a learner who you say, go get your socks and shoes on and brush your teeth and meet me at the car, that's actually four things you just told them to do. They might not be able to do all four of those things. And they'll get distracted along the way. And so when I'm talking to parents, I am just reminding them that, okay, it's okay if they can't do all of those four things or all of the different parts. But where is the stopgap? Where's the struggle coming from? 
And this is what we do in educational therapy. Where can we help make it easier? And what I guess this episode is most about is, as we always say, like getting curious. Yeah. And I feel like with the school year starting and a lot of phone calls with grades are not, you know, they started out the year strong and now they're falling off the bandwagon already. Let's take a minute to recalibrate. Yeah, maybe they could do it for a minute because they had enough gas in their gas tank, but they've run out of gas. Also, I just want to just throw out there, if you have a younger kid, elementary school level, I'm talking mostly, this episode is for you. The parents that I've been talking to that are elementary school level or beginning of middle school, yes, maybe they're in sixth grade and they could do it in fifth grade, but It wasn't the same expectations with the same scaffolding. So with that said, Smarties, if you have a learner and you're sitting there thinking that this episode resonated with you, contact us and we'd be happy to help. Go ahead and sign up for a phone call on our websites. Links are in the show notes. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.